Good morning, church. Good morning, everyone. And good morning, you who is watching out there at home. And welcome to church. When I was talking to Mike yesterday about today's service, and uh, uh, Mike asked me, you know, how much time, uh, Raymond, do you need? I said, uh, he said, suppose you need about an hour. And uh, in the process, I said, well, I think I can do perhaps just short of 40 minutes. So, uh, I, therefore, I just want to have you comfortable. I uh, will not take a whole hour, I only take about uh, well, 40 minutes or so. So, those of you, I had Mike pray that, you know, some of you are looking forward to be in church, you know, to, you, you, you're dying to be here, but I suppose not today. So, I, I, I do hope that when you, if you're there, you could perhaps text uh, to those of you, uh, to those who are here, and tell them, you know, what I understand and uh, take heart. And because it's, it's a one-way system here. You can only live through one door. So I know when people are patient and uh, they'll stay through. And even if they're not patient, I know they'll still stay because I'll be watching who is going out through the main door. So um, today's message, I just wanted us to look at some scriptures. Uh, but before I do that, I just wanted us to, remi- uh, to remind ourselves of, about uh, last week's uh, service and um, Mike and Becky brought us through to the message uh, about the coming of Christ and his sacrificial death. And it is from that point we actually all realize that it's that sacrificial death that brought us into a relationship with God. But that message did not stop there. And I just want to continue on that Since Christ came into our hearts, he did not just leave us at that point. He wanted us to continue on with his work. I just want to think about some scriptures that Jesus was sharing with the disciples. And I want us to look at some scriptures that are in the book of John. And these are the scriptures that are highlighted here. John chapter 4 and verses 35. It says, Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are ready, already white for harvest. This is a message that resonates with what Vic shared a little bit earlier with the, with the kids talking about Jesus' ministry and talking to the disciples, telling them about the work that they were soon to embark on. And it's this that he is amplifying here in the book of John and chapter 4, verse 35. And he says, do not say there are still four months. And I find there's a very, very interesting passage It has two parts, and it's talking about do not say there are still four months, and then comes harvest. Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. So Jesus is addressing a situation that was pertinent and is actually pertinent to us, that most of the time as we go through life, we are preconditioned to do things in a certain way. We, 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 we have in our minds 
the way we are function, we function, we have preferences. And we do things the way we plan things. We'll say, I'll do this over summer. And that plant there depicts all the four seasons, if you can tell. It starts off from the spring and goes on to summer. It goes on to every other, uh, uh, the four seasons. But Jesus is addressing the, the, the disciples here, telling them about the way they are so preconditioned to do things at certain times that, in, in essence, they would fail to look at the other things that are very, very important and various ways that they would be able to meet with the objective of the mission. Remember that our theme last Sunday was the rescue. And I want to continue this as the rescue mission where all of us get involved. You have come into the fold. You've become part of the body of Christ. And Christ is telling you, look, there are certain ways that you look at things. And let me tell you, we are all conserved in a certain way. We look at things in certain ways and we, we want to be, we like the familiar. And that's what Christ is addressing here. We like the road well-traveled. We don't want to go into that place that we are not quite sure of. We like the comfortable. And we, it's, you know, we like to do things in our time. This is what Jesus was telling the disciples. You know, there are four months out there. You have already calculated. You like that that is predictable. And COVID brought into us a situation that destabilized us from that comfort, the way we do things. And indeed, we found ourselves on the edge because we were used to doing things. We were used to doing church here. And all of a sudden, we had to start doing things differently. But if you like, we still want to go into that familiar way. We want to walk that familiar path. But Jesus is saying that while us, that is not wrong, it is very important for you to be cognizant of the fact that there are more things still happening and things that you can do. And this brings us to the background of what Jesus was talking about. If you go back in time and go into the area verses from verses 7, Jesus was talking to the Samaritan woman. And this Samaritan woman had come to the well. And when this woman came to the well, she came there to draw water. It's about 12, it's about noon. And she comes there and finds Jesus. The story that captivates us and perhaps that we hold so clearly in our minds are two things. is the moral issue that we fight with this woman, and the other one is the mission aspect. We fight her on one hand as what we would say, a condition that we would not really want to be identified with. She had five husbands. It's, not, it's something we would kind of thrown upon. But on the other hand, we remember her so well because she's one of those first missionaries who said, Come see a man. Come and see Jesus. 
So sometimes, therefore, we tend to forget about her previous state, but to see the new state that she was in. And I'm trying to combine this to see what Jesus was talking about in verses 35. Sometimes, you know, we, we start to condemn this woman sometimes because of her moral issues. But that's not what Jesus, and as we shall see, was looking at. Jesus was pointing onto something when he told her, go get your husband. Sometimes we want to think that Jesus was trying to trick her up. But let me kind of for a moment try to reprise this in a modern context. And I'm thinking of a woman or a person here who has an appointment with EE Network and is going to Andale. For you who are out there, we're talking about Luton. And this woman has a problem with her phone. She's trying to download some of her apps and they're not coming through. And on this occasion, she has an appointment with EE, her network provider. And she gets onto the bus, she's leaving Stopsley, she's coming to Luton and she wants to go into the Andale. And as she walks, she gets into the bus, she forgets herself and she is still trying to text people on Facebook and scroll down. And as she gets into Luton Town, she forgets and even she is not aware that she has arrived. And the bus embarks on the return journey. And she starts to think, hold on. She tells the driver, please, could you stop? And alights in the next stop, Halidre getting back. And as she gets into the Andale, and you can imagine her going through the on the escalator, she trips and falls. And she wakes up, and quickly she's lashing up to go to the EE. For those of you who know uh, where the EE office is, she's going there. And suddenly she's stopped by this man at the door. And this man says, excuse me, can I have a minute? And you know how we behave when people tell us, can I have a minute, you know, when you get into the Ande or whatever. And I know I have a, you know how you behave. I don't have to remind you, you know how you behave. And I have oftentimes been there, I have seen fellow Christians, I say, hi. And somebody thinks, oh, there's another somebody selling a policy or something. And they say, Hi, hi, Mike. Oh, hey, hi, hi. Oh, it's you. And you can see the countenance. And so you can imagine this lady, you know, why are you stopping me? I'm in a hurry. And Jesus says, give me a moment or give me a minute of your time. And this, the, the, this lady kind of struggles to understand, why, what does this man mean? And then she says, she hesitates for a moment. And Jesus says, you know what? I cannot only give you that minute I can give you all the airtime that you need. I can actually give you eternal time. Not just airtime all the time, but eternal time. And this lady is baffled for a moment. And this woman wants to go off and says, I cannot continue this conversation. She asked Jesus. This man with Jesus is, do you have a phone? I can give you my number so that we can continue with this conversation. And Jesus says, I don't have a phone. I don't have an answer. What? You don't have a phone in this day and time? How do you expect to communicate with people? And Jesus asks her, and this man, Jesus asks her, how many apps do you have in your phone? And the lady has said, she says, I have got five. And Jesus said, you have said well. 
you have got five, and actually on the bus, on your way here, you are trying to download TikTok. And there it is. And more so, even as you're coming here, you almost tripped and fell. And this lady is baffled. How did you know? And Jesus says, yes, you've got all these Facebook, uh, you've got WhatsApp, you have got web chat, you've, and the lady is baffled. And goes to the side and says, hold on, I can't take this more anymore. And she goes onto a bench and starts texting friends, telling, come, see somebody here who is telling me about his, he must be a mind leader. He's reading my mind. He's telling me everything that I have on my phone. And I want to contextualize this in the modern day because we tend to condemn this woman when we see about her lifestyle, but that's not what Jesus was looking at. Jesus was looking at her preoccupation. She had one husband, second husband, third husband, fourth husband. And her preoccupation was this husband. And Jesus wanted to bring her from that preoccupation to what Jesus was giving her as a mission. She even didn't tell her. Remember, she, Jesus even didn't condemn her. She told, even didn't tell her what to do. Jesus told her, go bring your husband. And the whole conversation after that, this woman is brought to the point of her preoccupation. And Jesus many times wants to bring us to that point to understand our preoccupations that prevent us from going about doing what he has given us to do. We become so conserved like this woman with her five husbands, the one after another. And it is these obsessions and preoccupations that Jesus Christ is addressing with the disciples in John chapter 4, verses 35. You know, four months then comes harvest. This is the traditional way of doing things. Look, there is something new that I am doing. And you might be wondering what uh, is trying to capture in this um, cupboard, which is here, or this cabinet. And most of you have got cabinets in your homes. And I remember some time back when we invited a, a kitchen designer into our house to design for us a kitchen. And as we were deliberating on many things, we are talking about the number of shelves that we would have within uh, each cabinet. And he looked at me and he said, do you know what? Many people have cabinets and they have got shelves, but there's a lot of empty space that is never used. And if you want to do this, and when you go home, please remember this. That when you go and look at the cabinets that you have, and I know some of you are identifying with this, you'll notice that you've kept a lot of some of these things right on the bottom there, on the next shelf. But look at the space above. And he was telling me that many times we are preoccupied with the number of shelves, but there's a lot of wasted space, which is called the headroom. You keep nothing, yet you have paid for that space in terms of the cabinet design. And what I want to tell you here, and what Jesus is saying to us, is that oftentimes we are so preoccupied with the number of shelvings, and we forget that that space that's above there, that goes on and used. And this is what Jesus is trying to emphasize. Look out there. And I'm therefore using this as a tool that, you can, that can remind you every day when you think about and you open your cabinet 
to think that Jesus is saying, I've given you more than this. There are more opportunities because all that space above the coffee and all that is a space that could have been used to keep something. Yet goes on empty day after day, year after year. And similarly, Jesus is talking to us and reminding us that there are various opportunities. And if there are opportunities that we can talk about today is what COVID has caused us to do or to move into. Today, if you are using Zoom, know that COVID has done something positive. It made you see an opportunity. Some of you had never used Zoom before. Some of you were so conservative that I cannot do anything. I can only chat. I can only text. But something here is very important for us to understand. That this destabilization, not only moving us from here, has opened our minds, as Mike said earlier on, the many people who have come to know the Lord Jesus. Because we were moved from what we were used to, sitting here day in and day out, going and coming back. But in the process of this destabilization, it's almost Jesus saying, removing this canopy and says, look out there, look at the fields. They are ripe with harvest. And you ask, what then should I, could, can I do? Are there things that I can do? And I can tell you for sure that there are many areas of our lives that we can improve on. For once, we can take on to volunteer services. Not only here in church, but of course it's very important. You have never volunteered. You have been preoccupied that I can only do A, B, C, D. But have you ever thought about volunteering in your community, in the church? It's something new to try. Uh, these are the new opportunities. This is the space that I'm talking about. Can you learn a new skill? Yes, it's an opportunity to learn a new skill. Because with learning that new skill, you transform somebody else. Are you able to share the gospel? Yes, in new ways that we've been able to share the gospel now. Perhaps now you reach more people by telling them, look, by WhatsApp, oh, we have this meeting, or can we join in prayer? And I can tell you, there's so much expression. We can actually share in a little bit more new ways. We know that uh, of this sad situation about um, George Floyd when he died, and the whole world was in a prayer. But the message was not supposed to die there and then. And I thank God that this church took it upon itself to amplify and think about advocacy. What can we tell the people in a Christian way? Is the time to rise up and see that opportunity and continue the advocacy, telling people this is the way. Not necessarily about the, the Black Lives Matter, but many other issues and injustices that are there in the society. Can we rise up today? And make sure that we use those opportunities. Not just doing the mundane things that we've been using. The things that are predictable. But the things that Christ is saying, look at these opportunities. We can be creative. And I, I, I want just to mention, and I hope uh, Shari will forgive me. Being uh, creative in the sense that, you know, how do we meet people? And there's the winners, they meet uh, Shari and Dave Corner for coffee. It's, it's so creative. And some people will log in. And you start talking and 
through that, somebody will say, I've come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Through that is being creative, getting out of the normal, getting out of the seasons, that the four months that Christ is talking about. Get out of these four months. Be creative, do something. And I can go on and on. The mentorship, some of you endowed in skills and you can mentor somebody. You can pick on somebody. You can disciple something, somebody. This is the message in the book of John chapter 4, verses 35. Let's not be comfortable with just what we've been doing. Let's look out and let our eyes be open, our minds be open to do things in a new way. Let's look at those opportunities. Let's look for them. And I can tell you for sure that the church of Christ, the body of Christ, will achieve its mission if we all do our part. God bless you.